welcome to They That Used to Hope Until the Cavs Lost the Play-In Tournament with Father Dave and Deacon Bob. And I'm Deacon Bob. But as we've said a thousand times, Bob, our hope is not in how well the Cavs do. Our hope is in... I don't think we've said that a thousand times, though. We have. What else happened Um, this weekend that one might find hope in, Father Dave? Well, you're right, because the Nats lost three out of four to the Bucks, which is, like, <laughs> ridiculous. So, you know something? It's a good thing that you and I don't put our hope in our sports teams because we would be miserable right now. So, wait, are the Bucks? you mean the pi- the pirate, the Pittsburgh Pirates? Is that That's what you're talking word, about? Yeah they, yeah, they call them the okay. Bucks. I'm not quite sure why. Yeah. Buck, buckaroo, well, buckaroo. A pirate is a buccaneer. Buckaroo. Yeah. Little buckaroo. <laughs> Come on, you guys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sorry, actually, I was with my brother the other night, and my niece, she loves, loves, loves the Cavs, and she was just so disappointed that they lost. Yeah, I mean, as I'm sure you were too. But I was, but you two? know, it was uh, they lost. Well, first they lost to the Nets, and then they lost to the Atlanta Hawks, and okay. it was tough because they just needed to win one of those two games to be in the playoffs. And they weren't, but it was an amazing season. It was their first winning season since LeBron left. It was That's super great. fun. And, they made, and next season will be great. Technically, did they make it to the playoffs? Is that game is that considered a playoffs? no? Because they call it the play in. They call it the play the in tournament. So okay, okay. It, they didn't make the playoffs. They made the play ins, which is just a weird okay. twist of phrases and and whatnots. But. Um, but there you go. And you're right. Hope continues because okay. the Penguins are hanging in there. And I'm sure we'll talk about hockey at some point. Never. Why don't you like don't hockey? Don't count on it. Don't count on it. Um, yeah. But the other thing You have a jersey is... and everything. I do. I do. I do. I love hockey. Um, can I just say one thing? Now that the Cavs are out, <laughs> I suggest everybody roots for the Phoenix Suns. I'm not going to argue with you on that one. I, they're my okay, favorite right. West Coast conference team. Okay, yeah, so I would be very happy. That coach NBA, is amazing. He is. He loves the Lord. I mean, he's really vocal about his, his faith in, in Christ. Yeah. So it is kind of cool. Yeah. All right, so the official NBA team of our podcast is now the Phoenix Suns. So we'd like to invite right. all of the bandwagon Which... people to jump on with us. <laughs> That might have been the kiss yeah. of death for the Phoenix Suns. Watch, they go out the first <laughs> round. Seriously. Seriously, right. <laughs> I'm just wondering if, if Gronkowski is going to sign with the Buccaneers. There's still an aura of mystery about this. Well, you make it sound like he might sign with somebody else, which I don't know. Can I he's, just go he's back joked, to the point? He's joked about the Bengals, but please continue. Well, I would like to go back to a point that you made as we were preparing for this podcast you said you think some people skip through the first 12 minutes to get to the real content of this. Is that true? Apparently some, I, I don't, you know, email us if that's true. I can't actually believe it. Okay. But somebody was commenting that they really like it when we talk about the spiritual stuff and not the sports stuff. And I told them what, I told them, was, why don't you just were, go were, listen were, to Abiding Together? Were they, <laughs> were they talking like, <laughs> That it's okay to do both and, or do they think we should drop any reference to sports or movies or anything like that? They felt like they could hit that like 30 second fast forward button a number of times until we got to something okay. that they cared about, which I assume was the Franciscan University promo. But anyway, I don't know. It could be. It could But be. we I love everybody. I skip, we love all I people. I skip through promos in the yeah. promos that I listen to on my podcast too. And then some people listen to it like my little brother listens to podcasts 
double speed. It's awful. Just absolutely horrible. Yeah. That's how he listens to it. Yeah. It's, it's very anyway. strange. But yes, baseball has started. The Nationals were actually, this was somewhat of a philosoph or a metaphysical crisis that I had because the Nationals were playing in Pittsburgh. So I had to say, am I going to go to a Nationals game during Holy Week? Which, of course, I did not. Of but course lost, you did not? I, of course I did not. Thank you very much. Okay. They lost, I think, three out of four. If somebody offered Pirates. you box seats... Well, that's a whole different story. Yeah, I was going to say, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. I have our limits, right. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, so... We do they have box seats in baseball? They do. Is that a dumb they statement? Actually the seats. No, well, no, not at all. I mean, oh. but actually, I like to sit kind of in the in the thick of things. You've gone to a game with a, where you watch from the box, right? Mm. Done, have you ever done that before? What's Any the, sporting event? Oh, like box seats? Yeah, I was at. Yeah. I, I've seen some Columbus Crew games from a box seat, which is really fun. You know, honestly, yeah. But it's I not, actually, it's not they're not the best seat. seats in the house. No, you just they're get really not. you get a lot of free food though, that. and that's a win. I which which I appreciated that, and I've I mean I've enjoyed it. It's it's a great, it's just a really cool experience. But if you really want to be in the thick of things, you sit down a little bit closer to the park to the field. So so you're gonna love this ask, for Easter, yeah. Aiden mm -hmm. got. To go is getting to go to a Pirates game. My well, my, my oldest son. Oh, actually, I didn't realize that. Well, my oldest son is taking him. It's the Pirates versus the Padres, and okay. I said, "How much are tickets?" And he goes on, on you know the app, and he says, twenty dollars for dugout seats." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah. "What?" And he's like, yeah. "Yeah," he's like, "It's it's pretty cheap to to do that." So, yeah, Aiden's gonna go to his first uh, baseball game. And he's very He'll excited about it. it. So you will, yeah, you love it. he loves the idea. The of is you it. Yeah. you'd asked the other. That's kind of, sounds like you actually. Uh, you'd asked about <laughs> all of the players wearing the same number, and yes, that happened. Oh, yeah. just, uh was it maybe Thursday? I thought it was Friday. Friday. Sure. I think it was Friday. Was it Friday? Right. Yeah, everybody in the major league wears forty-two uh, on that one day, and it's remembering Jackie Robinson and him breaking into the Major League Baseball. And nobody else can wear 42 any other time of the year. So that number oh, that's cool. So that happens right. every, yeah. that's an every year thing? It well, is, it is. That, okay. that might be the day that actually Jackie Robinson, it's early in the season, that might be the first day that Jackie Robinson played in the Major Leagues. I'm not actually yeah. positive to that. And I'm sure people will let us know because it, it's not oh, that hard. Oh, we get, that. those are what we get emails on. Um, yes. yep. Yep. So actually we got an email from Mike who agreed, he said, yes, praise God for the baseball season. He's a Royals fan. He actually okay. knows my son, and he's trying to convert him to the Royals. And he also wanted to say that Monty Python and the Holy Grail was the funniest movie of all time. Mike, next time you're in town, we need to have a beer and watch a baseball game. There you go. There you go. That sounds like we a lot didn't of fun. Figure out, we didn't, you know where I am, but just so people know, I'm in Dallas. So uh, we're, Bob and I are not actually together. I'm in Dallas visiting some friends at the university. And that's why there's such a lovely background if you're watching this online. Yeah, one, once again, a plan. But it's not that much of a difference from your room. You're, you're kind of the, I don't know if it's the <laughs> poverty vibe or not, but you just have like a very Spartan look no matter where you uh, travel. You're not wrong. So. You're not wrong. Well, let's do uh, Franciscan. And, that's great. Uh, <laughs> Father Dave, let's talk for a moment about okay. the Applied Biblical Studies Conference that takes let's, place let's at Franciscan University of Steubenville. 
which is in Steubenville. Yes, we do. July 27th, 28th, and 29th. Father Dave, what stands out to you about this conference? Well, I think one of the great blessings is it it allows it invites That's right, that Father deep... Dave. And you can join us this summer. I'm not supposed to give an answer. Oh, no, I don't know. I just kind of kept reading the script. It said ad lib. But yeah, okay. go ahead. No, it's just a deeper love of the scripture and, and the beautiful connection with the scripture and the church. Yeah, it actually really is an amazing conference. Uh, and that's obviously the focus. It's a very aptly named uh, conference, Applied Biblical Studies. You know, the idea behind it isn't just a biblical study, you know, for the sake of learning, you know, Greek or Hebrew or six. Yeah, yeah, it's how do we take the word of God and apply it to our lives? So there's definitely a strong academic vibe to it. But it's not, it's not, you know, sometimes people use the word academic in terms of trivial. Oh, that's just academic, you know, but this is like academic in an applied, really awesome way. Uh, the speakers are always amazing. Obviously, Scott and Kimberly are there every year. This year, we've got Curtis Martin, Dr. Mary Healy. Uh, we love Dr. Mary Healy. Love her. Oh, fa- love both of them. Father Louis Morosny will be there. What? This sounds like a party why are we all there already uh, so listeners to the show father lewis morosny is my good friend he's a priest in haiti and when the earthquake happened a year or so ago so many of you were very very generous uh, to help him out so he's at this conference dr edward shree and others hey here's another cool thing if you register for the applied biblical studies conference or any of our adult conferences you get a 20 dollars discount when you use the bring a friend discount code and that code is BAF, like bring a friend, 2022. So B for bring, A for um, F for friends, uh, 2022. BAF 2022. Don't forget, it can be applied to any conference. Also, you can find out more at studentvilleconferences.com or have your questions answered about the bring a friend discount by calling 866 538 Seven four two six. That's eight six six five three eight seven four two six. And you know what that spells? Glibbedaka. That's beautiful, eh? Yeah. Who was also so, Superman's nemesis? We, I would say, I would like to say to you and to all who are listening, Happy yeah, Easter! Yeah, Happy Easter! Woo! Hallelujah! Yeah, it's great. It's a. Uh, I love the fact I was on a flight early, early, early this morning, uh, and I was watching the sun. It's really beautiful watching the sun rise from a plane. You know, when you're kind oh yeah, of, when you're like above, above the clouds and stuff. Yeah, 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 and it was just I don't know. It was just a moment of grace of of just celebrating the Lord's risen. Uh, that's I love being Catholic. I love the fact that we celebrate it for an octave. We're going to celebrate today just like it was yesterday. Although if I ate like I did yesterday, we're doing this with right now, obviously. Uh, if I ate like I did yesterday, it was really great. My mom was uh, on campus for the uh, Holy Week, which is just a great blessing. I love our students, and they were so kind and warm uh, to my mom. It was just, it was just. So, wonderful. do you get inundated with like Easter cookies at the friary? We do, we do, we do. Yeah, exactly. And and mom and I cooked dinner. And I made like sweet rolls and that kind of stuff for the friars for Sunday morning. Nice. So and it was, and then we actually I had to go up to Cleveland with my younger brother and his family for desserts. And then I flew out of Cleveland. But yeah, if I ate like I did yesterday <laughs> for the entire octave, <laughs> I'll look like an octave. Hey, right? hey. So 
but it was it, it was great the camp on campus i know that you you did your deacon things um and i look forward to hearing but you know if you've never this is an invitation our listeners if you've never been on campus for the triduum at Franciscan university it is a beautiful beautiful yeah. three days we do we do liturgy very beautifully and just people who were excited about the liturgy, excited about the season. So it was just a wonderful. It was also, honestly, Bob, the first time I've been back as president for three years, almost three years. It was our first trade without COVID. Oh, is that right? You know, oh, yeah, without wow. a pandemic, yeah, yeah, let me yeah. put it that way. Sure. So to be able to have the celebrations and, and the, everything was packed and full and have an Easter celebration, the Easter party, it was just... It was a wonderful, wonderful uh, triduum. So, and now to be in the Easter octave is a great blessing. Well, and I'd say the best thing, you know, we talk about doing liturgies beautifully on campus, and the most beautiful thing about the liturgy on campus is the congregation. It's the students. Yeah. It is the passion with which they sing and pray. It's the families together. I mean, it is, um, you know, it's definitely not just... I mean, I, yeah, what's done on the altar is, is beautiful. The preaching is wonderful. The music is wonderful. Thank you. But it's the congregation. The community gathered. The yeah, community yeah. that just celebrates with a youthful enthusiasm um, yeah. is, is really the electric and exciting thing that I just don't think you can get anywhere else. I mean, it really yeah, is it a was, very, very special was, thing. It was a blessing. I, I had the Holy Thursday, which is just... You know, it's such a beautiful liturgy because you, you've got the institution of the Eucharist, yeah. the priesthood, and you have the washing of the feet. And and I preached on, um, at the end of the gospel, Jesus says, do you realize what I've done for you? And mm. I took a look at each one of those elements of the washing of the feet, institution of the Eucharist, the priesthood, do you realize what the Lord has done for us? And just, in some ways, it was kind of beautiful and that it set the tone on Good Friday, the priest who, who preached said, do you realize what God has done for you? And then the vigil, do you realize? So... It just was this invitation of the Triduum to, to reflect on that. Do you realize what the Lord has done for you? So it mm. was just, it was wonderful having my mom. It was hard, honestly. You know, this is the first time mom's traveled without my dad. And yeah, that was hard, but it was beautiful. It's just life now, you know. Yeah. It's just life now with that. But so. Now you did your first, you did the Exalted. How did it go? Oh, I didn't just do the Exalted. I, I you know, as the deacon, I mean, I was, I've never spent that much time in a church before. Yeah, um, yeah, not yeah. just all the liturgies of Holy Week. We did a tenebrae service on Wednesday, uh, but we had lots of practices. And I've never just been at practices for all the yeah, liturgical things yeah. and RCIA. Can I give you and, some, as, as a priest who's been a priest for 26 years now? Yeah, please give me advice. Do, do everything you can to get out of those practices. Well, as a rookie deacon, I, I couldn't get a pass this year, but I'll, yeah. and actually I feel yeah, well, like, say, I feel like as a deacon, I'm going to be leading those practices pretty soon. So I think that's kind of what the deacon does, actually. You guys yeah. just show up and do your Eucharistic well, the students, m- the students, mumbo jumbo. The students focus, asked focus. me, they said, they said, Father Dave, we missed you at the, re- at the rehearsal. It's like, did you, did you really? So. For anybody listening, Father Dave is notorious. If you ask Father Dave to wed you, you will have the fastest marriage practice rehearsal. rehearsal. Right. That's right, ever. Right, right. And you and you will because none. Of, honestly, very little of it matters because <laughs> we all. I mean, when you get to the liturgy, first off, people aren't going to remember because they're nervous. I really do it as. Oh, uh, let's not get into it. But let's just to set the tone. Let's let's realize what we're doing here. We're worshiping. It's an event to be able to worship the Lord. 
all right, let's go to the to the rehearsal day. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. But so how did things go for you? Your first deacon being deacon at the various literatures? Yeah, it was really amazing. So um, you know, the ten I never been to a tenebrae service before. If you don't know what that is, it's a it, it was beautiful. There were seven candles and it was we did a reading and a song and then we dimmed we took out a candle each time, okay. extinguish it until it went into darkness and then lit one at the end and that was that was lovely. Uh, Holy Thursday was was beautiful. It was really so exciting to be kneeling at the altar as a deacon, you know, during that celebration, being part of the Eucharistic procession at the end, you know, reposing the sacrament in a different chapel. Sure. I preached on Good Friday, uh, which was an oh, honor. Uh, and uh, actually, though, I was so I, I, I got my blood drawn on Friday which was horrible why well why would you do because that? because it's good friday and i figured i had to get my blood drawn they wanted to do tests and stuff so i thought i'll do it on good friday and i'll try to offer this up, offer up yeah. and um but then the doctor gave me happy meds that was a lot stronger than i thought they would be and i and good friday is a little bit of a blur to be honest i'm told the homily went oh, well geez. I was doing okay until that whole let us stand, let us kneel, and I am so glad I had like an ambo that had like was curved around, and I was just like gripping the sides, like oh my gosh, how often do we have to do this standing and kneeling thing? So I realized like eleven, eleven on a day when I'm seriously fasting and on happy meds after a blood draw, and then going into a service was a bad. It was Seriously a bad. The afternoon or the evening? It was the three o'clock in the afternoon one. Okay, okay. Yeah. But even that was kind of cool. I was glad to get it over with. I, I was so anxious about doing it. And so I just was like, I'm doing, I'm doing it, Lord. I'm going to do it on Good Friday. You gave your blood. I'm giving my blood. And it actually worked out okay. And then the Exalted. You know, I had done the Exalted last year at my other parish, but it was the shorter form. And there are some things that I, you don't sing if you're not a deacon or a priest. And I didn't pay a lot of attention to those last year because I was neither deacon nor priest. But this year it was, and I was really moved in the beginning of the Exaltet, and Father Dave, you probably know this as you've sung it before, but there's a, there's a whole thing where you, you, know, you ask, pray for me, unworthy as I am, yeah. because I've been called to the order of the Levites to sing the praises of this night. And it was like, oh my gosh. Like, you know, I, I really felt like, for me, the whole experience of Holy Week, like I felt like I was a deacon. Like it was really a beautiful experience. Cool. You know, like That's I... Cool. And I, I had to do all the stuff that I was afraid of. Like I'm not, I don't feel like I'm very strong with where I'm standing in the liturgy. I have, a, I, I like to call it thuribulophobia, which is I'm kind of afraid of like the thurible and the incense. Not so much like the incense, but like when do I do it and how many times and what sure, angles sure. and all those things that were so foreign to me. And I, I got through it and it was great. And I kind of came out of that feeling like I am a deacon. Like That's I awesome. did Holy Week and I was at everything and that's cool. Yeah, it was a really, real. It was a really, it was a real gift. So there was a very special Easter for me, uh, you know, one that I I won't forget. I imagine you remember, what was? It? Do you remember, twenty six years ago, right? Your first, yeah. as a priest, what was that like? Do you have any fond well, memories of that? Well, first off, I remember doing the exalted as a deacon because yeah. generally, if you've got a deacon, it's the role of the deacon to. to it's supposed to be the deacon priest. unless the deacon feels like he can't sing it. And I was so nervous. Yeah. I, I was just really, really nervous. Um, so that's what I remember as deacon. Honestly, I don't I don't have a, a specific memory of 
You know what I remember first of, of being a priest uh, during Holy Week was not actually, I don't remember a specific memory about any of the Holy Thursday, Friday, but I do remember is the, the Chrism Mass. Hmm. When we went to the cathedral, you know, and, and I went as a priest, and it's a beautiful liturgy to celebrate the institution of the priesthood with the bishop and the unity with the bishop. And I remember the first time going to that, just being really touched by that, to be surrounded by the other priests. Yeah. And, and I was a priest. So that was, you know, that's, it's, again, just thinking back, that's what I really remember that first time. I actually got to uh, but, chant the gospel at, on the Chrism Mass on Monday. Yeah, which is cool. It's interesting though because as a friar in a religious community, we have, you know, there are fifteen, sixteen of us in in our house now. So, whereas a diocesan priest might be the main presider at at various triduum liturgies, I think I've only done Holy Thursday maybe two or three times oh, wow. in twenty six years. Yeah, um, I think I've done the triduum. I mean, the vigil maybe once or twice so mm. it's just a different experience than the diocese and clergy i do not preside or preach at every event each year yeah that's why i just i delighted to be able to have the thursday evening event it was just uh, the liturgy was wonderful that's nice you knew somebody you got some strings pulled for that one huh i pulled some strings yeah nice so, yeah, nice it was great your your yeah. president prerogative well and and just yeah everybody celebrates and yeah, let's live like an Easter people this week. Just really celebrate. And as listeners know, as this is dropping on Wednesday, it's still Easter. It's eight days of Easter that we celebrate up until this Sunday, which is Divine Mercy Sunday. Yep. Yep. So celebrate, brothers and sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So, Bob, Amen. Um, I, we both, it was interesting as we were doing prep for the podcast, we both had a, a similar feeling, and that was that. We really actually, you know, I don't know why I should say actually, but we really enjoyed <laughs> the the virtues and, and doing the various weeks focusing on a virtue. That's something that that I enjoy just on my own spiritual life and praying through that and preparing for them and praying during the week. But people, I mean, people have responded so positively and they enjoyed that. So maybe yeah. just big picture looking back on, on that whole focus during Lent on virtues. What was that like for you? Well, it was actually very helpful for me uh, while I was fasting. Uh, you know, there was a number of things that came through in our discussions um, that helped me just just apply it to what was going on. You know, I, and I think it's important for all of us. I think we say this, but it's it's so key. I I don't want to forget what the Lord showed me through my fasting in Lent. There's a temptation to get through fasting and jump into feasting and not learn what was the Lord teaching me. So two things I gave up this last Lent, I gave up alcohol and I gave up buying things on Amazon. <laughs> I agree. I was wondering why their stock dropped. Yeah, I know that's kind of embarrassing to admit I had to fast from that, but I, I actually, this is what the Lord revealed to me. Like those are both like coping mechanisms for me. Like if I'm stressed, now, like the stuff I buy on Amazon, I'll buy um, like a $5 comic book or so. Like I never, so my wife and I have a deal that we, if it's over $20, we talk about the purchase and it's stunning how many things you can get for nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> um, so, um, but I, I would just get little, little things and then I would just get excited about them coming in the mail a couple days later. And 
I think that was, I know that was as I was praying about it, that was a way that my mom showed affection for me when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I just loved, she always had like a closet of Star Wars action figures or little, and when every yeah, time we'd yeah, play a game, she'd be like, hey, you got this. And she does this with the grandkids too, which is so, so sweet and so fun. But I realized like that was just a, something I did when I was kind of depressed or bummed or bored, I would just go on Amazon and I would find something I didn't know I needed and it would be there in two days for free shipping. You know, or, you know, I would just, I mean, again, you know, grabbing a beer every once in a while isn't too bad, but, you know, just going out with friends and having a beer. It was weird, like going out with friends and having a water was just strange. No, I did the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Except when I was in Ireland, I did the same thing. Yeah, good call. Good call. So anyway, it was just really neat that the Lord was showing me that I was like about five weeks into it, I was really feeling it like, oh, this isn't fun. Mm -hmm. And it was just the Lord saying, who do you rely on? And, you know, I think some of the virtues that we talked about, particularly temperance, really spoke to me, you know, and because both of those things aren't bad things. But having just a more temperate approach to them was was really, really good. Um, it's interesting that yeah, you said those that, are, Bob, too. Those are some of the, the things, the, yeah. The ones I think I appreciated or was able to focus a little bit more was actually on the, the cardinal virtues because, as we talked about, the theological virtues are infused by grace and one needs to be open and docile to receive them. But the, the cardinal virtues, if you make a decision and be more intentional, you can actually grow in that virtue. And that was something yeah. that I just... Maybe it's because of the concrete nature of it. Like, I can tell if I'm more temperate, but did I have more faith? It's a little bit, I mean, what does that look like? So I actually kind of appreciated the the very concrete part of it that say, okay, today I'm gonna be more temperate, today I'm gonna be more just, whatever it is, right? Right. But I appreciated those those particular virtues, I guess more than I thought I might, because the other ones are the the trait, you know, the, the wonderful faith, hope and love, of which, I'm a fan of those. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So it was, it was good. I actually but you're right. There it. isn't as much. There isn't as much of a measuring rod, and I think that's exactly. I think that's something that is, as much as I love Lent, which you know I don't at all. Um, there's something nice about having a measurable thing in our spiritual life that fasting can do in a way that maybe other things can't. I mean, I can. Say I want to go to mass every day, and that's a thing I can do, or I'm fasting from this, and it's a thing I can do. Now, you don't want to fall into a scrupulosity. You don't want to fall into a checklist religion, to be sure. But it is nice because sometimes things like, how's my faith? How's my hope? Maybe it. I just want to have like a, I just sometimes want a tangible result <laughs> of, you know, this is, this is some proof. This is some physical yeah. evidence. Yeah. of my faith life in action and things like fasting and, and acts of charity, acts of service. You know, like I always think of, um, you know, the, the St. Therese of Lisieux be- sacrifice beads, you know, it's yeah, yeah. sometimes it's just nice to have like a tangible no, thing that can help us know, okay, I think I actually am growing in faith. Like I think right. I'm a better person than I was a year or so, or maybe I mean, a that's a question. So. That's a question I get a lot is how does one know? And it's not like there's a spiritual dipstick that you can kind of plug <laughs> But that's what I think in many ways, that's what the virtues or the fruits of the Holy Spirit, and there's obviously similarities between them, is yeah. that I really can determine, am I being more patient? You know, am I being more generous? I mean, those are really concrete things, and it's a fruit of 
having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. So I think those things, especially, I was going to say especially for Catholics, I think especially for any believer, there has to be a concrete reality to our faith. It's not merely this idea of a God who wants to be active in our life, an idea of a God who wants me to love better, but that love has to be expressed in in, in the ways we treat people, the things that we do, the way yeah. we use our time, the way that we use our money, like you referenced. All of those things really matter. So it was, it I'm was starting great. to reread uh, the Screw Tape Letters, oh, um, cool. which I haven't read in over a decade, and it's by C.S. Lewis. It's it's brilliant. He is such an insightful writer, and if you're not familiar with the book, I'd, I'd recommend it highly. Absolutely. Uh, he writes. He, it's these fake letters from a major demon to a minor demon. But what you just said brought it to light because one of the things the major demon is saying to the minor demon is he, is he says things like, make sure that he keeps his faith in his imagination and not in his practice. Yeah, yeah. Let him sit and think about how virtuous he is or imagine himself being virtuous so that he feels good about being virtuous, but then he never actually does anything about it. That's awesome. And it's just like, oh, awesome. I've done that. I've yeah, had yeah, this, yeah. I've had the conversation where I've, reconciled or I've told the truth and everything's great and then I meet that person and I'm not going to say a word <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, so yeah, we have no. to be careful with all those things and you're right the virtues give us a tangible sign of right. our growth awesome. in Christ that's awesome so we're going to cool. keep it up yeah and that's that's just it so what are we going to do Bob so um I just we talked about Father Dave and the next seven weeks which should get us through till about Pentecost right yep, ish yep, yep. um we're going to look at the seven petitions of the Our Father. You might not have known there were seven petitions of the Our Father, but there are. The Our Father is Christ's perfect prayer, and it's also a model of all prayer. So uh, each week for the next seven weeks as we continue our Easter journey together, Father Dave are going to take one of those petitions and just as we did earlier, reflect on it, break it down, share some scripture, and hopefully uh, help you pray in a deeper way with the way Jesus taught us to pray. It's a high point of the liturgy as well. Uh, and I'm excited to... Uh, sounds great, Father Dave, I'm excited to hear your insights and reflections on it. And I'm uh, excited to have that conversation. That sounds great. Perfect. Yeah. We got it set for the next seven weeks. Amen. Amen. That's great, Bob. Well, I think this would be a good time to close our podcast. Okay. Well, that was... I like the transition. It was so smooth and natural. <laughs> that, was, that was great. That was great. Well, you kind of so, did like a okay, and I was like, well, well I, okay. I didn't know where to go. So on that <laughs> note, Heavenly Father, we thank you for, uh, yeah, we thank you for the gift that is Easter and uh, the faith that you've given us. Uh, I thank you, Lord, for the ability to journey with Bob and with those who, who walk with us during this time. May we live like an Easter resurrected people. Mm. Brought your Holy Spirit upon all those listening, upon their families. That they come to know your love and your presence in their life. Lord bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, all Father right. Dave. God bless you, Bob. And thank you all who are listening. Uh, we just so appreciate the part, this faith community that we get to be a part of through this podcast. Uh, if you have a prayer request, if you have a thought, a story of hope, you can send it to us at hope at franciscan.edu. That's hope at franciscan.edu. God bless. Yeah.